The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. Bears our life. Bears our life. Let him sit his ass there again. I don't think we're that much worse. The myth. The myth. The red legend. Dr. Phil. This is football, baby. Culture is the problem. Let's get it on. Little thing. Give me some fucking names. That's what happens. Bears Hour Live. Hey, we're gonna do this together. I'm only watching your reactions. Second, all right, the incomplete third and ten. Third and ten. The ball. Forty-one seconds left. Houston up thirty-two, thirty-one. Bears are forty-one seconds away. Two downs away from the number one. Nineteen forty-seven. And I, me, and Ivan just lost our shit. Lost our shit. Two and a half minutes ago, Ivan's fucking handlebar mustache fell off. (laughs) Here on BHL. (laughs) Third down. Here's the snap. Pass. Dump off. First down. Fuck. Oh my god. I'm living through your because my First stream, obviously. I'm All on second and ten. All they need second is a, and ten too. All they need is a field goal, too. Where are they at? Their own 40. How many how there's, much time? There's 34 seconds left. Good enough. They have one timeout still remaining. Jesus. Does Indy. They gave them a first down on third down. Yeah, third and down. Is so you're off. tuning in. Obviously, we're gonna start the show. Yeah, this in is a our minute. Su- this is our Super Bowl. Let's this be. This is let's the be three honest. win, a record ten losses in a row. This is to right, try to get go. a win here. I'm not giving play by play, but here we go. First and ten. You can't. Well, not quite to the forty. They're at the thirty. The they're, at, they're at their thirty-six. So I was a little bit generous on that. Here's the snap. Bring him down. Oh, jeez. Bring his ass down. Man, there we go. They use a timeout. All right. Yeah, they brought him down. It's going to be about second and one. Clock is rolling 19, 18, 17. 16, Come on, clock. 15. Keep rolling. Keep going, clock. Here's the snap. Shotgun. Oh, fuck. First down. Out of bounds. Oh. Seven, six seconds remaining. Colts have the ball from about the 50. This is this very is the close. Game. To happening. This is the game. Because you are going to have to throw is seven seconds. As long as we don't bring Justin in here to throw a pick to the defensive end on the sideline, I think. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> Wait, is there seven seconds? They have a time. Yeah, they had a timeout. Did they, uh, did they roll it? Yeah, so they had. No, they, they called them out of bounds. So Indy's got a timeout remaining. Six seconds left. Six seconds. I'm not even sure if you can get a. This is Lovey giving a big middle finger to the owner walking on the field with his grandson or who that is. If you're just tuning in, we're finishing. Oh, they oh. got to call that. They got to roll that fucking clock. They got to take their time. The, he's not out of bounds, though. They got to roll. 
So they got to well, challenge it. Now, I mean, Indy's only got one timeout left. He's he's down inbounds on that. He rolled called, after he got tackled, went out of bounds. Saturday's talking to the ref right now. It's under review. I'm Six seconds. It. I'm looking at it now. So they'll have he's to down, his, time his elbows down inbounds. Yeah, he's down inbounds. He his rolls down after contact. They got to right. use that last time out. All right, but yeah. where this is that yeah, same right. play with six seconds? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, but they do have a timeout, and so they can they'll let them use that At here. But what yard where it's line? Critical. Then when you're critical, where because they have to throw though, a hail mary. Yeah. Right. Then, yeah. The, your one play. There's the field goal is going to be taken out. So they're still at the fifty here. Yeah. Okay, I'm watching it now. Number one, you're talking. Out yes. of bounds, definitely. Paris Campbell, yeah. yeah. A free and agent. it's going back. Who has a free agent been connected to the Bears, by the way? This just That was just throwing it out of yeah, the They reset the clock. The, so the timeout is being used by Indy. The he clock stopped his forward motion at the 48. The clock has been reset to eight seconds. Oh, my God. It clearly go. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. Cover your ears, Riley, because this might get real. They're <laughs> just tuning in. All right. So they're at the 40, what, 45, essentially? At their Give own us 45. the play Here's by the play. Snap. Throws it out of bounds. All right. Game Two over. Two seconds left. Two, Two seconds, seconds left. Oh, second yeah. 10. This, this is, is it. it. I'm not even sure if Alan has got the arm go. to get it there. Quite honestly, but we just hey, they just got to play defense. We can't count anything out here because we just saw what Houston did. This is like so, the coin flip for Terry your Bradshaw. Chicago right? Bears are two seconds away from two controlling seconds. the 2023 NFL draft. You're two just seconds. tuning in. We are live on Bears Hour Live. Here we go. Here we go. Shane has given us the play-by-play. Give me some good news, Shane. Here we go. Shotgun. Dropping back. Not yet. There's pressure. Snap. Is there any pressure anywhere? It's rolling out. Blitz his ass. The pass. It's short. Game over. Yeah. Game over. There we go. Bears got yes. number one pick in the number NFL yes. pick. Number yes. one. Lovey Smith. Thank you, sir. Oh, my God. And that beard we trust forever. Number one oh, my pick. God. Let's go. We got it. This is it. The Bears. Remember in the all those season. rants from DD? We gotta win a meaningless game, fuckheads. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, love I don't care about these <laughs> last last two games, but oh my god, number one pick, Lovey Smith, fourth and twenty. Yeah, Davis Mills drops the ball between someone's hands. You can hear say my say it son. again, Riley. Say it again. Say it again, guys. Reacting Let's go. to it now. The story begins. Yeah, so I don't know. It's new, you guys. Um, I mean, hell of a game by Tim Boyle today. You want to break it down, Phil? Give me a rant. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Uh, I was like, what is, this what is, is what going to say. <laughs> this is what you get from TTNL, guys. That's raw emotion. That's as real as it gets. Tate's a little. Tate's on the bullets plan seven minutes late him. with the news. <laughs> <laughs> They're streaming late over here, baby. The Ooh. number one pick. I think that's where the rant well, begins. It's huge. This. It's and I know if you're a if you're a TTNL patron, we talked about it at halftime. Now Ryan Poles is sitting there carrying the big stick. You want a quarterback, he controls the entire draft completely. 
Now, there's going to be Bears beat reporters tomorrow. This isn't going to be the number one story for them. They're going to say, you know what? You just gave up the 33rd overall pick for Chase Claypool because you lose the first pick in the second round. It's not what this is about. You control everything. Everything from this moment forward. You have to call the Chicago Bears if you want a quarterback. Houston's at number two now. You still are talking with them. You have the ability to drop to number two, accumulate assets. They get the quarterback they want. You're still in the driver's seat because there's another – somebody's going to come up for Levis, come up for Stroud at number two, and you can drop down a little bit more. Maybe Indy comes back in play mm-hmm. where you can still have a legitimate shot at Anderson or Carter or any multitude of ways. So this this is a huge day for Chicago Bears fans for our network completely. And if you're not a TTNL network patron, you better get over there because draft mob and our off season coverage for our patrons just took a huge turn for the positive Uh, bears. Wow. I mean, they just, they, that it's, it's hard to even explain it because how exciting that was, but that just changed everything for them. You added about three to four more picks if that, if that, they really can go ahead and try to fleece somebody. You can get, them a Ivan, you can team. get that. You can get the three to four picks by dropping from one to two. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's, if there's a, a reason to celebrate losing, this was it. And that's the story of this season. Now, all the shiny chicken salad and chicken shit, all that stuff falls directly on the spotlight on Ryan Poles. And they How are does talking to Bears post sorry, agency. Bears post game right now. They're even, I mean, Luke Canellis and and uh Jim Miller for the first time in modern NFL history, the Chicago Bears are drafting number one overall. Yeah, that's and listen, with that, losing is a disease. So the coach, the GM, they have to regroup. And gather and look at this. What are they doing? You can have, I don't give a fuck, you can have 60 first-round picks like the the Lions and still be struggling with your culture and what it is. They might have turned it around. So this is a celebration of losing to hopefully believe in what this GM is doing. I'll know right away in free agency. That's going to be the stepping stone. Where do you identify? Clearly defensive linemen, clearly offensive linemen have to be the calling cards of their free agency and their offseason, and then you're going to work your way backwards there. Is Jalen Johnson a part of this future? Is Eddie Jackson? How does this guy, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham, how do they unravel this roster and start picking is david montgomery a part of this future cole Komet is he somebody that you know obviously he's got a deal darnell mooney has a deal in place are they people they're gonna extend you saw him extend saint brown already it wasn't it's a basic contract right shane yeah i mean it means just to fill it it means nothing moving forward i mean he's not even guaranteed a roster spot i mean if you're talking for you know wide receiver four wide receiver five uh that's that's what he is that's who he is it doesn't have any effect on them making moves um at that position it it means it it, he's a guy that knows the offense he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to help teach 
DeAndre Hopkins once he gets here. After that, that trade, my breaking news. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I but, yeah, that would be my but, favorite. Uh, yeah, it's. A, I mean, 1.25 million. Yeah, he's not even guaranteed a spot coming out of camp. I mean, we secured the first round pick of the 2023 NFL draft, and it goes by the way of Lovey Smith and them and the Bears, obviously rotating Nathan Peter and and Boyle and the interceptions and the sloppiness, but all of that continued throughout the season. I think the commentators, whether you like them or hate them, they did bring up some valid points. I thought they're analysis during the game stunk but their graphics and statistics were on point you know the bears were in seven of those games bill mill goes i'm not saying if they won seven of those games they'd be in the play well yes they would be in the playoffs jonathan because they would have 10 wins just think about just think about this real quick when i mean we've all been avid NFL draft fans forever moving forward. And you're always like, well, they're not talking about, they have no choice now, but to talk about us. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, especially you're at one overall and it, it, listen, guys, don't get upset when you hear negativity around Justin Fields play. There's going to be a lot of shit floating out there. You have to sucks because Shane, he has a question mark on him. Oh, sure. That's the problem. Now, this story, the elephant in the room, TTNL will acknowledge. They're going to be, should the Bears take a quarterback? Is Justin a passer? Those things are going to be asked. I asked Eric Kramer that on our patron show yesterday. And he said, no, Justin is the guy of the future, right? We all believe in Justin. This narrative is going to be this. So if Poles believes... And listen, he we haven't heard from the guy. No, he made a comment right, today. He made he made a comment day. today on um BBM the score pregame, you know, and it listen, uh, even if he didn't believe him, he would still have believe in him, he would still have to say this. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's he feels like he's taken steps. There's more steps for him to take, and he couldn't be more excited about him taking them next year and you know, seeing what happens. Listen, Phil, if 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 we had to put all of our money in the middle of the table right now and and bet on who is QB1 in Chicago, I mean, I would be more shocked than I am with the Bears having the number 1 pick if the Bears were in the quarterback market. Yeah, come would, April. It's I'm with you. I Listen, I have a higher have grade more- on Bryce Young than I did Justin that's just being truth, truthful. Justin now has two years in the NFL. He's building. He's a dynamic playmaker. Is he the passer that we've seen? This is a difficult thing to analyze because PFF's putting bullshit out there. They, they got the 10th best offensive line. They got the greatest run, the best running game. No, they don't. They got a quarterback that's scrambling, covering every wart. Mm-hmm. Who's having to do it because your offensive line sucks? Phil. Sucks PFF just like you do. Get Phil, any to, of those fucking guys on here, please. To, to that point, Phil, if you look at a guy that's been competing against Justin pretty much their whole lives, and Trevor Lawrence, right? Look at right. what look at the change that they've made after losing five straight games this year. They're in the playoffs. They won the division. They got in. They actually pulled it off. But if you look at the sack numbers. 
58 total sacks in two years for uh, for Trevor Lawrence, 91 for Justin Fields. You can't you can't tell me that that's a top 10 offensive line in front of this kid. So just the think tape about it. tells me get, that I don't even right. need to see the snaps. If, if you could get yeah, but if you could get that solidified. I could see the same jump in passing that you Absolutely. saw with Trevor Lawrence. It's the key in this whole fucking team. Listen, if you're not a patron, it's right fucking down there. This is going to be the best offseason we've ever. ever had because not only are you going to have the first-round pick, but you're going to have amazing analysts out there on both sides of the fence, whether it be statistically and analysis with stats – and algorithms, or it's the tape that's going to reign and win every time. You're going to be all over the place in regards to what the Bears should do, could do, how they'll do it. I mean, for all of Carr's warts for hanging on to Nagy way too long, like that kid with fucking Atari way past Nintendo and Sega, Carr's nailed the, the draft, mock draft, when he was the GM. So Shane has nailed every pick in free agency prior to it opening up every year. So these things are well, that's have to not completely attention. true. I had a good I had a good year in a what, twenty years. no you've had more than one. I gotta I gotta stand up for my boy. But this is gonna be for me. The coach gets a failing grade. How could you even pass that? The offensive line, awful. The play, fundamentals, Eric Kramer, my father and me just watched last week's game. We've done it every week after the game. It doesn't get any better. No matter who's in there, they're still making the same mistakes. This Chris Morgan, how does how does Eberflus handle this? How does he handle it? How does he handle the offensive line? How does he obviously one coach, Coach Rowe, the defensive coach? What is he, the cornerback coach? He's leaving. This coaching staff's going to be a big story. Free agency is going to be the biggest story of this offensive line restructure. You, Riley Reef at 33 years old or wherever he is right now can't be your right tackle. And for that, you have talked about Tevin Jenkins. I've talked about him. We didn't get the answers to see him at tackle, but you saw some great things at guard. But he's been injured, so now you got another question mark. All across this offensive line, we all know how we feel about Sam Mustafer. We all have still have a lot of questions here at, with the rookie, Braxton Jones. Uh, so that offensive line, to me, is going to be the biggest story going into as much as you need because the Holy Trinity is the first overall pick, quarterback, pass rusher. Then you're looking at offensive line or corner. You've got a great outstanding corner that's a lockdown. Sometimes you could, you could, it's got to be a blue chip football player. I'm in the big Will Anderson boat. But again, you're number one. So a move down with the Texans, accruing some draft capital here this season and next year, and maybe someone you've identified on their roster uh, to help your receiving core or help your tight end room, whatever it is, you're going to have to make some trades. And then maybe, like you said, Shane, now you're at two. Now you could trade down again yeah, to number and four. And maybe you're in there 
looking at 100%. And that's listen, the, the the pathway for the Bears, I feel in free agency starting off, they it's going to be hard and heavy because offensive line isn't bountiful in in free agency. There's going to be some it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh Orlando Brown in in Kansas City. Uh there's a couple other guys that I'm interested in, but in terms of defensive line, that's where the spending is going to be early and often in free agency because there, there is a pathway clearly for Chicago. We're going to have this all broken down if you're a TTNL Network patron with names, positions, contracts, all of that. There is a clear pathway where the Bears will be spending heavily at the defensive line on day one, day two of free agency where you open yourself up completely to welcoming in a, a will anderson or if you're trading down uh to somebody like uh, uh wilson uh it, there's a, a definite pathway there uh jalen carter is another name that is going to be interesting as long as you are uh get some questions answered from him in terms of uh, motor being turned on all the time but uh it's going to be interesting you gotta you gotta turn your head to the washington commanders now to see how they handle Deron Payne, are they going to let him test the waters of free agency? Draymond Jones out in Denver is another guy. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is going to be a, a a pass rusher that's out there. Not, you know, really hugely impressed with him, but that's, I mean, you you need some some names out there. And I mean, the Bears, I'm not just saying it's going to be Deron Payne if he's out there and then they're done. No, they're going to be, they're going to be doubling up and they're going to spend a lot of money early on the defensive line to try and get this settled. Because once you do that, you you have so many pathways now that you have number one. Is DeForest Bunk Buckner going to be involved in a deal with the Colts? I would love that. Exactly. So you're talking to Carolina. Carolina's got you know two twos, a, a three, two fours, their first rounder this year. You, you'd be getting their first rounder next year plus players so then you're talking is a brian burns coming back to chicago in a in a big trade down like that for, for those in the chat uh free agency starts march 15th i don't know I, i've kind of uh learned not to predict the future i uh this is a crazy business um i'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity again today uh, i did have fun out there um they put the player on before the coach and, and you know we'll see what, what happens. oh my god i don't think we need to see yeah, Nathan Peterman. Let us know when the coach. We were trying to get coach and go with our families. Well, they, him and him and Ryan Poles are probably snorting a line off the locker room floor at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, not condoning that for all the haters out there. Cigars, Shane. Jesus, smoking, I'm just saying, smoking cigars. Yeah, with, I mean, uh, former patrons. But uh, yeah, former. Chicago Bears quarterback Nathan Peterman here. Yes, shortly. I don't think you'll see Nathan Peterman. <laughs> yeah. I think the Bears do need to look at somebody in the style of uh, Justin Fields that yeah. can actually run our read option game to be that backup. It yeah. seemed like you're dealing be in, in two different stratospheres. Um, let me look up a contract here because there was a name that I was interested that I will throw out there. Uh, just give me a second, Phil. Fill, fill some. I know retaining. I think retaining 
Montgomery, and I know we, we've talked about this at nauseum, but retaining Montgomery for for the leadership, for, you know, they've already told everybody that that's the embodiment of what we want to be as a football team. I think to continue forward and keep that promise, you bring in a guy like that and you keep him for the right amount of money in the locker room. So I, I like for everybody out there saying Monty's gone, I don't think Monty's, I don't think it's that easy. I think you really have to look at bringing a guy back like that who who true leader I and, totally and agree. embodies everything that you do as a football team. Alex Shapiro said it. Eric Kramer said it yesterday. My father said it. I'm saying it. There's a, a, a method to finding we he called this fucking guy a prick. Uh, they signed him from the Packers. What's his name? Lucas Patrick. Me and Shane are looking for some dogs. The definition, you can't have the head coach talking to Vilma and Albert saying David Montgomery is what we're looking for. This is what we want. Well, you got what you're looking for. Keep that piece. Don't make a headache. I'm not saying you avoid it in the draft. You always are looking to improve, but I just think you keep homegrown talent there that despite any situation has given everything they have to the organization that that should be a priority i think that's a loss if you're going up let's if get in that here. is your if that is your pathway i mean it's that because what monty has going against him in terms of the offseason is all of the running backs that are available so i mean if his finance if he wants to try and cash in. I don't think that that pathway financially is going to be there for him. So that is an easier way for you to, to get him back at your own number. Right. Because and I, I, you, you look at free agency at the running back position and it is deep and there are some huge names. I mean, huge names that are going to be available at running back. This is the thing that I always say. It's like, Guys, you keep forgetting when different offenses and different philosophies. This year, everyone has seen the tank stank, right? So you're seeing the worst offensive linemen. So, offensive line, I'm sorry, PFF. And you're champion, championing the run game, best in the league. When you're watching the tape, you're seeing struggles by the running backs because – People aren't doing the fundamentals right up front. So it's hard to assess if David Montgomery's on the Cowboys, does his numbers go way up? Yeah, I, I know the talent there. So a lot of these names and shiny stuff, they go to another team and they suck. So I think it's so important that you find a guy like that that's going to be working hard despite what they get. And I've always been a big believer in him. And I continue will be will uh despite wherever he goes, I'll be watching to see what he does. He won't be the first or the last player to leave Chicago that I felt like should have stayed. Thomas Jones was another guy. That's the kind of impact I feel like David Montgomery has on this football team. He's Thomas Jones. You don't get rid of those things. It reminds me of a, a Howard, Jordan Howard. When they got rid of Jordan Howard, that you got rid of the identity of the Chicago Bears. That's when you 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 weren't running the football as much with Nagy at post uh, eighteen. It was right. and and not saying that he isn't Thomas Jones like, 
But that's kind of where I say if you get rid of a guy like Jordan Howard, you saw how bad that running game suffered. I think if you get rid of a guy like Monty, I think your le- leadership goes down a notch. And also pass blocking, doing all the dirty work. He, he's a guy that will do his job, I mean, you saw it in job, the game, man. Ivan. Drop yeah. ball by everyone. Khalil Herbert in the flat drop. The other dude, Ebner, he don't even want to fucking make an attempt to catch a ball going at an angle that's close to contact. That's that's where you got to go. If somebody lives and breathes the game of football, those are the guys you keep going forward with. We can see them on tape. David Montgomery should totally be brought back to the Bears. Championship work habits, and that's what we need to have uh, going forward. You know, so those are the, the really positive overarching things. things. But uh, for the day, really good. Uh, a couple of good performances. Obviously, go. the takeaways, again, were really good. We had uh, the last four games, we had eight takeaways, which was positive. You know, we had three, three, zero last week, and then two this week. I thought that was outstanding. You know, Valus had uh, this had a nice guy day. is like that, that was, dietitian uh, with the guy that weighs 338 pounds. Really good with a lot of good blocking. He by loses his one pound, puts you know, on 28 more. For 82 yards was pretty good. As he well. lost one pound last um, week. That was also, really good. Cole had a nice day. You know, four receptions for 57. Uh, really did what he did the whole year. Um, you know, Cole's just a ball of energy. Um, he's a he's a really good leader in our locker room, and uh, he's done a great oh job for us uh, that way. Um, you know, so overall, obviously, you know, the season was disappointing. Uh, we know that, uh, but there's a lot of hope for the future. You know, we're looking forward to um, having exit interviews uh, tomorrow with all the uh, the active roster guys. We did IR and practice squad guys on Friday, which was really good. Uh, getting their feedback. Ryan and I sit together in my office and uh, bring the players in and ask for the feedback, how we can improve really every facet of our organization, you know, from the training room, the equipment room, you know, the performance uh, and then the coaching and, and everything from A to Z. So I think that's a really good – have gotten a lot of good feedback from the guys so far. So we're looking to improve our organization that way. Um, the glass half so full with that, I'll the questions. And you're obviously I don't in know. constant contact with Ryan, but as you guys get into this next phase of things, what's your eagerness and, and confidence level and the connection to, to go out and back in offseason that's going to be really important? Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really uh, cool because you got a year under your belt now. You know, you really have a, a really good understanding of where the, the record, organization Coach, is, where you are. That is a positive. A Ten and losses. You really in a have row. a clear eye Great view job. of that, which I think is really outstanding. And then going in That's now this year for free agency and into the, the draft, five. I just think you're ahead. You know, you're just ahead that way. What was your reaction to finding out that you guys are going to have? Yeah, I just found out about it. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you know, again, okay. that's something we'll talk about in the future. I'm sure really he had no fucking clue right now. as soon as he got in the tunnel. On our guys and doing <laughs> the exit interviews for tomorrow. Is it disappointing not to be able to? Yeah, it's always disappointing. Yeah, that's you know, a positive that we lost up, up, But uh, again, our eyes are forward now. Uh, I thought our guys look at it as a positive. I thought they did a really nice job of that. Uh, and again, they worked hard together. Um, it didn't come out on the end on our side, but uh, that's the way it is. You know, what's your confidence level between draft assets, number one pick, all the salary gap space? What's your confidence level in? Oh, I don't believe him oh, at all, Jason. <laughs> what, what is he going to say? <laughs> the first thing I'll the first guy is to be question players, and he can do that. Oh, yeah, I don't you believe know, in the GM. From, Season's over, but this year, guy just listed already, off and, a uh, positive. You know, we, look, we look at the guys the same way. List of positives. Like, like long, lean, fast. He's going to go off Here comes Pat Finley. There's a little chilly out there, Coach. you got to word it to catch this fucking guy in the – 
optimist land. Coach, you lost 10 in a row. What positives come from that? How do you grade yourself? I mean, I think one of the main focuses of this year was to build foundational floor to build up. You know, so, and I think we did that. And that's a credit to those those players in that locker room. Uh, they did a really good job, you know, of, you know, we'd all know what it is, the effort, you know, the intensity, you know, those guys being smart, you know, being, you know, one of the least penalized teams in the league, you know, doing that, you know, taking care of the ball. We didn't do that great. It wasn't elite. You know, it was okay. And we got to certainly improve on that. But uh, really my hat's off to those guys in the locker room. You mentioned Cole earlier. Obviously, we know what he's meant for the, the program. But in terms of skill development, where are you seeing? Got to tell you that Cole Komet. Yeah, I've seen a lot of guys develop this yards, year. No, he's man. one of them. No, no question. And uh, you know, his blocking's gotten a lot it better. Uh, uh, his use of his hands and, and his blocking on the yeah. perimeter has really improved. A, and uh, you know, his yards, his yards to the catch is really, really amazing. You know, and I think that uh, where he can get even better is is him catching in traffic. I like you know, David's um, question. In the red zone, which Let's I think he'll give to fans. No question. question, but man, he's, he's a good one. Like I said, he's everything. We Where in the hits principle does it mention take me uh, when you're losing? How's that building? I agree. I was like, you're taking a knee? Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody's going to remember that when we're on the clock in, in April and be like, fuck, he took that knee when we were losing. Yeah, I, I think I, I, just I think, think so. Go down uh, because I don't really look at, people you know, you look at results for sure. Bro, but another Eberflus is going to get fucking fired. What you're fire Getsy, fire you know, what is fire well, Like I said, it's laying foundation. A. But it's also I, developing the young I core players that we had. You know, that was a big goal for us. You know, the rookie class, you know, obviously. Coach, played how a bunch come of you couldn't guys. win with shit um, on the field? Players like Justin. Explain that. Uh, Mooney, I mean, you know, Cole Komet, those younger type players and developing those players to really build upon that foundational floor. And as we start That's to add talent, the start to add these guys, again, free agency and draft, it's no different. It's going to be up to the uh, coaches to develop those guys and to fit them into the scheme so we can play winning football. You anticipate any changes on your staff? At this time, gonna yeah, answer that. you know, we'll look at everything and evaluate everything as we go. Again, we'll take it's a little breath about hope that they'll fire like the GM, the Pat, and uh, then I'm going to fire the rest of my and, coaches uh, because, you, make sure that you're doing a you know, we were a stripped down roster and so I didn't win the fucking Super Bowl. So it's perfect sense. Not that bad of a as he could have said, no, we're not firing anybody. Yeah, I mean, the that the old line coaches Exit interviews for the players. You know, so that's a big part of it. And again, we're we're assessing everything there. Like I said, from the Jane, I'm wrong. He's going to be a great coach. And from there, you One go chain, the no bracelets. You know, okay. you go meet with the position I, coaches. The I hope he's a great coach. And talk to him. And then you have the rebuttal. Jane, this guy's never going to be a winner. It's like you're never going to be a good speller. That's not how you spell my name. Thank you. <laughs> we have no idea right now. None. Nobody yeah, knows. I mean, just when you when that I happens, stuff like that happens, obviously that's a big to thing that happens to your football team. And the thing I noticed was, you know, certainly on the defensive side of the ball, you could feel that. I mean, I could feel it in the locker room. So, And I could feel it for a couple weeks. I really could. I could feel that because they're so interconnected, you know, as human beings. And, and you could feel that a little bit during that time. So, again, that's something that we decided as a group, you know, that was best interest of the organization. I'm just going to sit uh, back. But the, I thought the players did a really good job of, of really coming back together. Okay, the word Manusha, back together, captain the culture, positivity. So, uh, my hat's off to them again. Ryan Poles. 
handles this offseason? I, I kind of I, I thought Duke Shelley should have got a shot to the chops after he did that shit. I mean, congratulations, Oil's the guy that threw you the fucking pick. You know yeah, what I mean? Like well, you're I already down. It's well, both. It was only it was only six yards culture, short you of Claypool. You're doing you know, that every single play. year. It's like you know, <laughs> Claypool uh, lacing up your shoes every year like, during training camp, exactly. and really the offseason starts in April. You hey, have to one good that, thing, okay? But what you have now is you have the young group. Ted that's Phillips been there, is gone. That was here. And you get the so not until the what twenty eighth of February. On board these draft picks, then it'll just, just be saying, stronger. Done. It'll come together faster and, and stronger, and that's what the benefit. The number of that one is. overall. You talked a lot about the foundation, laying the foundation the last mm -hmm. few weeks. What what is it about the foundation that maybe isn't as evident you know, by numbers that you in particular really think you'll be able to build it? Yeah, I would just say the, the the feeling you have of the brother next to you that you can trust in him that he's going to do his very best, be the best version of himself. He's going to do right, okay, and he's going to work hard. And if you have that, guess what? And you start adding talent, guess what? That buoy starts to rise, okay, and that's going to happen here. Good. So we're, we're excited about that going forward. That's all we can do. That's what we got from yeah. the Bears. Don't put that evil on us, Taryn. Two more. Don't put that evil on us, Yeah, that's bro. a good question. I thought the guys were positive, upbeat. You know, I really didn't feel anything. Next I kind of felt it more on uh, Thursday Coach going into Friday. What is your favorite daughter? Was, was Could you talk about that probably? I think it was just a weight Coach lift. Coach are you going to take a little <laughs> break here? Tomorrow's doing really good. family going to go on vacation. family's in a good spot. And, you know, obviously our hats off to the Buffalo Bills. Are you going to take a little time off with the family now? I wanted to say, but Let's uh, bet. yeah, so that's where that is. Yep. You talked, what did you guys tell uh, Jaquan Brisker? Uh -huh. He was addressing that in the locker room. What did you guys tell him when he said he needed some time away? Because yeah, take all the time you need. Take all the time you need. You guys just wanted to give him space. Yeah, I wanted to give him space to just, you know, you know, breathe and reflect. And again, this we were in now he said with him. And again, like I said before earlier in the week, everybody handles things differently. And you got to give guys space to be able to do that. We have no clue. Yeah, that, that to me is outside. That's outside the locker room. So I can't, we can't control those things. And again, we're focused on our standard, how we operate in practice, in the meetings, and in the game. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Coach Positivity, Coach Eberfus. That's I don't know. Under, what what do you want him to say? You want him to come out and rip a bunch of fucking guys that aren't going to be here next year publicly? No, I mean, I want him to rip himself. I, we got to be he, better. You, I don't you think, think he ever does. I don't. I, what is that based on, though, Phil? I don't get. Do you think that he's happy with a three win and that he's not pissed off behind the scenes? I mean, you just need him to come out and start ripping TVs off the fucking wall and saying, they're great right there, buddy. That's your IQ. Let's go fucking. <laughs> Win a Super Bowl and then underachieve the next Super five Bowl. years. That's what I just that said. Guy. He did. And I he said went he won a Super Bowl consistently. And then, consistently and then in the playoffs. The years. But I'm just saying, so ripping TVs off. I and, don't want him ripping TVs off. I've said this many times before. All I, I just want. don't get it. I, is a guy that doesn't list positives in losing. That's a, that's a bad. That's like giving away awards. It's for everybody. It's the same pension. Zord said I, the same thing I did. And Dallas Kramer said it too. It's like, there's no positives in losing. You don't need to draw them up. If the media asks you, hey, I thought there was what a huge positive positives? in losing today. It got us the number one pick. I think it's a big deal. Well, that, 
Well, yeah, it's kind of a big but deal, though, right? That. I mean, Kramer and Zorich would rather win and draft fourth, right? It doesn't no make any to win today. No one wanted huh? to win. I'm criticizing the coach. I don't. No, but you just defended it by saying that Kramer and Zorich. It, drafting said number the same four. Thing. This is about eight, ten losses in a row. Not I understand. One Nobody's, loss. Nobody is ten in a row. Breaks a record. If this was a complete team, what fighting team fighting the for the playoffs, and they they did that, then I totally understand. They've they pivoted early and told you exactly what they were gonna what they were gonna do, and they fucking did it. They nobody likes to stomach it, nobody likes to hear about it. But I mean, if you really when they started unloading Khalil Mack because of financial reasons, Roquan Smith because they couldn't come to a financial agreement with him, Robert Quinn to just cash in and get something for him before he walked away or not walked away because he was under contract, but they would have released him anyway. Those moves we're telling you were pivoting to 2023. So three guys that are good on this team. That's it. So, so all right, so what did you want? Did you want to keep all those guys? And I did what, what was our record all with all those guys last year? What was exactly. our record? We've been losing. That's it. When you lose, right. you address it. That's it. I don't. You could say whatever you want. It doesn't, it's never going to change my mind. This isn't about I'm putting my heart into it. I'm putting my knowledge of the game of football into it. And I don't think anybody's that's questioning reality. that. Phil, doesn't but... go into a presser. Hey, our, our Cole Komet did a great job today, 4 to 57. We did a great job keeping him on third down. We did the, this is a fucking sh politician standing up there right now. That causes concern. Is it going to change? Are you going to be happy is he, with the is first he, pick to get all this that talent? In the locker room? Do we know that? Probably. That's Probably. what I'm What's hearing. That Probably. From who? Who are you hearing it from? I'm hearing it. That's all I could say. From backups. This is, backup to backups to backups. Okay. I'm just saying, dude. Whatever a starter. I mean, we have a mother of an offensive lineman that's on Twitter saying that she's going to expose the fucking Chicago Bears. Larry Borum's mother. Because, like, she's I not can't. fucking biased. For her son is out of fucking shape and not performing up to his ability. I'm just saying. The funny thing fucking is, all of this you. is going to be proved. Shane it is. is right. That's the fucking point. Shane's right. What is Shane right about? That I can't criticize the coach for being captain positive after losing ten in a row. That every fucking week it's the same shit. And how that many you've how many players decided? You said they weren't tanking, but now they are tanking, and it's okay. I'm not a I don't believe in that shit. So we could celebrate the first overall pick and we'll I'll fucking be like this watching see what you do. They still can fuck it all up like they've done. They can right? obviously and, yes, and we'll they can resign. Here. They could have fucking these they could have kept fucking Khalil Mack. They could have kept Robert Quinn and all that shit and fucked it up too even hey, more and given yourself less of a chance. They lost by less than seven. They maybe would have won and been in the playoffs with Khalil Mack. Can I? And they would have that? had less money to improve everything around they the quarterback. Would still exactly. So nobody has. Maybe they go to the Super Bowl, getting in the playoffs. You never know. That's what great well, thing. Phil, about you're football. taking the absolute opposite end you of the took, spectrum to try. I'm to just taking the points of truth. You want you would you almost won games, but everyone's saying you can't have it both ways. 
But listen, but the, the, the difference is, Phil, the roster is stripped down, okay? Let's just – we can all agree on that. And you were in seven games that could have went either way. But we're going to shit on the coach because he's not coming out here and it, because he's listing positives in, yes, a, in a loss. A, a huge warning. It's 10 so how much? How important is it that he, with a stripped-down roster – has you in games every mostly you, every week. Have you seen him get more fired up than today with the miss, the field goal? Well, I don't feel that's the, but that that's the delineation a, for you for some reason is him acting crazy on the fucking sidelines. You can still show that it fucking matters. Like you saw my reaction to the when the Colts scored the fucking touchdown. I'm not like that twenty four seven. You know what I mean? I'm not like that a lot of times on Dude, air. I don't. But I'm just care. saying everybody is different. Not everybody is the same. Not everybody coaches the fucking same. It, I'm, th- there's, I've not there's seen a coach not, that lists negative losing as a positive. That's have it. you ever seen a coach on pick. the sideline not go ballistic and as as one? I yeah, have. I have. Yeah. Right. All right, but I've never seen Bill Belichick lose 10 in a row and come out. Our tight end, Rob Gronkowski, really stood up. It's a fucking warning for me. It makes me anxious and nervous. There's no fucking narrative drawn up by me here. I don't give a fuck. You think I'm hating or not? I don't think there's a narrative either. I'm talking about the fans. I don't care what you thought. I've been around the football my whole life. I've never seen anybody like that win. Maybe he's the first, but I'm just telling you, my guy, I've not seen the Bears do very well drafting high. Let's see what they do. We got a new GM. He's got to define who he is. first shot at it. Right. 1947, we haven't had the first overall pick. What are they going to do? I'm going to watch it. That's what it's there. I can't. Yeah, I mean, you you can go back to the Bears blowing draft picks. You can go, you can go back to, to, Tressman, you can go back to John Fox, you can go back to Lovey Smith, you can go back to Mike Ditka, where they've blown draft picks. The they, Bears are wide. They've blown a lot of draft picks. Like, yeah, they, they regardless have of the coach, and they've guess blown a lot what? of drafts. The draft is a place that's fucking riddled with misses. Joe, riddled please tell me what I'm better at, because you want to see somebody rip a fucking TV off the wall and say, bye. Four-string linebacker needs to be better. Everybody that could say, everybody can have their opinion on what some people don't see what David Montgomery is, but are at the same time this roster's stripped down. They got nothing. So, how are you fairly assessing Justin and David? Then, how are you doing it? You can't have it fucking both ways. Not you. Probably, if David is is if David is a smart football player, he wouldn't want to be a part of this coaching staff anyway. So he should leave, correct? Because these listed positives, he doesn't want to be part of that. So if he's smart, he should walk. Right. Hear your question. I said, if David is a smart player and invested, he wouldn't want to have anything to do with a coaching staff like this that's coming out and losing. And listing positives and the the offensive line and and all of this stuff. Why want to? Why be a part of that? I mean, it's a losing culture. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. He might have a visual of. He might not want to be here. Maybe a lot of players don't want to be here. That are going to be free agents. They're going to want to play somewhere else. 
Maybe they don't want to come here. That's something I'm just telling you. I've never I, seen a coach I, ten I losses I, come I out think, here and list positives. I've I never think seen. Done, I think he's done what he can to keep that locker room together. Because you got you had a guy like Tressman uh, with this team. I think that locker room's gone. We're getting blown out by forty every week. You know those close games. That's that has a little to do with coaching. I know we have a superstar in Justin Fields. Well, superstar in the making. Hopefully, he could become better. But, mm -hmm. you know, I just still think that I understand your point where, hey, there's some times where you need to turn it up and turn the intensity up to get your team fired up. But there's other times where it's like, what what more can he do? What what are you going to ask him to do, especially in a presser? It's, I just want to say only, he could only say, He could only say so much. I will tell you guys, you'll see the truth. The red flags are mic drop Phil is right again. Ten losses in a row under you, coach. That's your team. Your OC, the O-line coach, defensive coordinator, Mr. Allen. All well, of Phil, them are if under you. If you were the head you. coach goes with on this your, roster, Phil, if, you were the, your if Phil Atoshan was the head coach, what's I'm the just, let me But finish. I'm just saying, man. It, it is his record. Three wins on a season. In a 17-game season. But is he out here Ten. making excuses? Have you heard him saying, guys, we lost I have. Because That's what the, I'm telling you. Because guys, the roster's not where I need we it. Out there, we They're building positive. to that, Phil. You a have to give him the chance. Great job today. It's fucking this is a red craziness. flag. That's it. So it can be year. a red flag, but when's, just like you can't talk in absolutes. I'm not saying that they're going to go out here and hit home runs. And it, Now the fucking – now the radar is on the – you. When is his It'll, rating this, for you? This he comes out this loses office. seven in a row next year. Well, sh you know, guys, I, we really like the way the offense is coming just around. like yeah. If 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 I'm he needs to be held you. accountable after this offseason, this will be a big one. But I'm That's just all saying, I'm saying. I don't fucking understand your outlook and some people in the chat's outlook of wanting this guy to coach up talent that probably Harrison Hand. Nobody. Knew who the fuck this guy was, and he went out there and made a fucking play today. I'm just saying this roster is depleted, and I know there's gonna. Well, explain to me then what's the pot? They've been here for one year, not even yet, and everybody wants results with a roster that's depleted with a salary cap situation that they couldn't make a ton of moves last year, no first round draft pick. He did come away with a lot of draft picks, but that were on the lower end. And everybody's, everybody just wants to fucking dismiss it. It's like, all right, here's your fucking, here is your uh, Ford Taurus. Go win the fucking NASCAR. Go win Daytona. Because, hey, just go do it. You're out there. Go do it. I. You got to have the right care shit. Less about anybody what you think. All I know is what I know. The tape has told me huge questions on this staff. Huge. Yes, and that's are they awesome. there's also huge There's also no huge talent. questions in personnel too, though. This Phil. is the NFL. NFL. All right, so Phil, let me ask you this: What do you like about head coach Matt Eberflus? What's a positive for you? I really liked the premise of what he's building culturally. I like that you're going to hold people accountable when it doesn't happen or it happens to certain players, not others. It, it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't yeah. like, well, 
the positives of Eberflus. It's hard to find some positives of this guy because I don't like his defensive coordinator. I think he's terrible. I don't like his offensive coordinator right now. I don't like how they handle Justin Fields. So there's really hard for me to see any positives with Eberflus. What, what do you see? Let me ask you this because I don't want to forget to ask it. All right, but Jason, I've never once said that. So you're putting words into my mouth that aren't there to try to prove your point. So I've never go pull a clip where I have said that, but and get back to me. But anyway, anybody, well, you did the same thing to me that Jason's doing to you because I didn't say come out there rip TVs off the roster, rip anybody. I wanted to. Yeah, rip but them Phil, you're you're ten wins isn't okay. You're here's, you're here's saying that him listing I'm, positives is defining him in his future as a football coach. Yes, and I think I believe that. I think I really it's ridiculous. Do. I do. Have you stood in front of a locker room and talked to players that are giving everything they have? Yeah, I've been in a lot of locker rooms. Have you stood there and talked to them yes, when they've given I have. everything they have? Okay. Yes, 100%. So then you would know. And, but is that a shot because I haven't played football? No. Have you Not coached? even a little bit? Not even a little bit? Have you coached? Have you yes, stood I've in coached. front of them? Yes, I've coached. coached. I've played. And they didn't gave everything they have. And it, right? I'm not going to put a delineation between baseball or basketball. Anything. I don't care. Room. Yes. Many so times. Phil, many saying, times. Many all I'm times. saying is then you would know. That I think it's a disservice to them that you're going out there and listing the positives. And I also think it's prepared. way more important for me to give them the respect and what they hold sacred in that room than me going out and tell Pat fucking Finley that my third string linebacker didn't do his fucking job and it's unaccept unacceptable. That's my that's my rebuttal to that. I didn't even hear your first part of that. Your third string linebacker didn't do a good job. I think it's way more important for my head coach to talk to the players in the place that they consider their sanctuary, their safe haven in the locker room, give them the respect that they deserve in there, in front of their counterparts, man to man in the locker room. I think that's way more important than it is for him to go out and talk to Patrick Finley or Dan Weeder or whomever and say, you know what, my third string linebacker or, or Justin Fields or this guy went out there and played like shit and it's not acceptable. I do. I think it's okay. way more important. I'm not saying he needs to rip any player. I said it once again. He doesn't come out and list positives in losing. Is that very clear? Because I've never stood in front of a fucking group of people busting their ass and say, you know what, guys? We did good on fourth downs. We did really good getting him off the field. Is he saying you that to what, the players? Son, You're talking about the it, fucking media, Phil. You're talking about him saying that to the fucking media, not to the, the media locker room. It's the same thing. No, you they're the not. Media the fan, the media the, is the not the same room. as the fucking locker room, Phil. Well, That's then you're wildly ridiculous, man. No Saw fucking the same way. thing with Matt Nagy. We're going to find the whys. There's That's no fucking way that you can consider what he's got to stop. These guys come out and you're, you're, taking what he says to the media as the same to what he's going to be saying to his players. Every fucking player gets I'm up saying, there and talks. I'm saying the coach same speak when they're in front thing. of these guys. I, just, I, don't, I don't think thing. he, I don't think he ignores the negatives. I, that's, that's one thing. I don't think he ignores the negatives. I just think he doesn't see a positive in 
putting that out there to the media because you know how the media is going to run with it. He's, he could say one thing and they'll go ahead and put some words in his mouth to mean another. So like for me, yeah. I just, I look at him putting the positives out as this is what you could look at for us to build upon. And then he goes and tells the, the his players in the locker room, what the negatives were, you know, like, like Shane said in the in the sanctuary where there's trust. I, I, I could understand why you want that passion shown because We've had too many coaches that are that just look like they're dead fish. But I also understand where Eberflus is coming from, trying to hold young players together, knowing that this team's going to be blown up in a year. I just I don't see why he needs to go out there and be 100%. Like we're we're fucking up, we suck. I think he knows that, and I think the players know that they're not doing their best job all the time as well. I just don't think he needs to go out and, I, and rip them. I think that there's a blueprint showing where he's held players accountable and it's paid off in Eddie Jackson. I mean, I think it shows and that they thought Roquan Smith play who is a 25 year old guy with a shitload of talent. I think they held him accountable. We're not going to pay you what you want. I don't care about your tackles. They offered him the most money Ever so, don't change a narrative. And I'm he not he, changing he, a narrative. He fucked so. it over. He fucked himself over. Roquan did. Ryan Poles can't hide from this. Offered him a record-breaking deal. So apparently they believed it. And it's I mean, all about structure. And Ro Roquan, they, Roquan even said they, that himself. They got out it of that all mistake. about structure. So if they, listen, tanking is not my thing at all. This coach, I'm just telling you, he has red flags for me. I show you every week on the tape. Things don't change. The same center's out there. That, that's a huge red flag. You don't get any answers. You saw a lot of politics with some of the draft picks they have. They don't tackle well. That's where we're going. So when you come out an oppressor, this is all I would want from him. Don't twist my words, fans. Let's say... You know what? Our third string linebacker, Joe Thomas, needs to make that fucking tackle. Well, that's who's against out the there, Phil. No, that's, that's not who's what I'm out saying. there. We, led by me, have to tackle better. We have to block. This is the day. You've never this heard him say that? I just no. heard him say that. I, I heard him say him. we can't turn the ball over. We I have to tackle like better. I've heard him in, in pressers say I hear that. Him on cue, leading off every week of positivity. That's it. That's all I ever hear is positivity. Tanking to me is wrong. They got the number one pick. Now all of us get to watch, and I get to watch this coach. If he improves, I'm going to be excited. Let me but ask you this, Phil. Are you worried about this locker room moving forward, knowing what you know no, right now? Are you worried about this Because 20 of them are going to be gone, right? How many guys are under contract? But, I'm, but the coach is still here. Is what I'm saying. If coach, he, are you worried about the locker room that he's building? I don't know who's going to be in it next year. Are they going to buy into it? Are free agency's going free agency players going to come here? So yeah, that's <laughs> they have a shitload of money. Money always wins out go, in the NFL. That's all we're going to see. No, I don't believe that. I think that there's going to be players in the NFL that want to play with Justin Fields. I think he's got that much clout within the league. I think players look at him and believe that he's an exciting player and they want to be part of that. I absolutely do. 
I think that they look at the the cap situation and they understand that Chicago is going to be a destination. That's going to be a big part of it. I think that they see the clean deck and that they can essentially make any move that they want even more so now and, and have a multiple assets moving forward, even into 2024, very likely if you're moving down. I think that that's all part of it. We, we see it all the time. This isn't saying that Matt Eberflus doesn't have warts. Of course he's got warts, just like Justin Fields has warts. But I just I am stuck in the the mindset of I think you have to give this guy a legitimate shot to see what the plan is. We've never seen that this year, the way that things were constructed. The same with Ryan Poles. From this day forward, Phil, there's a big neon sign on Eberflus's forehead on Ryan Pohl's forehead, on Ian Cunningham's forehead, George McCaskey's and whoever they're going to be hiring as team president, where giving them the benefit of the doubt now is going to be a, a thing of the past. You don't have that benefit now. Now the bright lights are on. We always could default to, well, they're rebuilding, they stripped down the roster. Just like I'm saying, that part, now the work starts. Now the work starts. There's no excuses for them to go out and not to be prepared for every single scenario. There's no excuses for them not to go out and attack early with a very specific plan in free agency. Same thing in the draft. That shit is over. If they go out and they don't do that, then of course I'm going to be right there with you calling out all of these guys. I just don't think that they've been given a fair shake at this point. That doesn't mean that they don't have warts. There's things about Justin Fields that worry me. There's things about Matt Eberflus that worry me. I understand that. Ryan Poles, is he going to be too timid when the lights come on and he's controlling the entire draft? I don't think anybody can say that, yes or no. It gives me pause, but we have to see what they where they go with it. What they do with it. I'm not trying to be right, Derek. I'm just trying to tell you my analysis of a coach because I've always been right about the coach. This is a red flag. Everything Shane is saying, I am for. I can't allow chapters to go in a book without reading them. Right now, I read this, and that's where I stand. The positives, the losing, the tanking, and the personnel decisions and politics are all red flags. Ted's gone. They got the first overall pick. We'll watch it. And we'll see. And then those of you that fucking were trying to railroad me because of Matt Nagy and his Coach of the Year fucking trophy, you could fucking step to forefront too. Start your fucking network and your show so I could see you defending Eberflus to defend all this shit losing 10 in a row they never lost that in their life right in their history well they and they've never year. had more money they've never had more money invested what, that's into where we're dead see. cap versus players that are on the roster and that's what they have right now that's that's a reality now let me ask you this mm -hmm. looking at the Claypool trade Yes. Now, do you have any regrets because of the 33rd pick? 
Well, you, you have no way of knowing that at the time. My and I this is on our airwaves. Anybody can pull the clip. I said live on air that if the Bears didn't acquire the second second rounder with the Roquan deal, I would have ne- if I had to trade my only second round pick for Chase Claypool, I wouldn't have been involved in that. Having the second one made it a little bit more digestible. Now, according to Adam Schefter, the Green Bay Packers offered more in terms of compensation via draft picks than the Chicago Bears did. Pittsburgh, rightly so, looked at Chicago and said, well, we feel like their one pick that they're offering is going to be higher, so we're going to go with that. On its exterior right now, yes, it looks like an epic miss, but still, a 24-year-old wide receiver in this offense, I have to give him the chance, and I don't think his story has been written here. And I'm not I'm not saying that he can't come out here and just be all hype and do nothing next year. I understand that. I think that the, the pathway was them looking at free agency in the NFL offseason and realizing that it's McCole Hardman, Jacoby Myers, those are the things. This is them telling you that if Chase Claypool was available as a free agent, they were going to go out and pretty much do everything that they had to do to secure his services. Yes, it was a premium pick. Totally understand. I don't think anybody on October 31st or whenever the the trade, it might have been November 1st when the trade was made. I don't think anybody realized that the Bears were going to have the number one pick in the draft. Sure, the potential was still there. But if you're just removing everything from it, and there's going to be a lot of people because everybody's calling it a first-round pick because of numbers. Well, it's 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 not it's in the first round. Second. It's, it's a second, second round pick. Yeah, I totally agree with if everything you remove you've said. It, If you remove I everything. like yeah. it because I feel yeah. like – and you still have Baltimore's pick to boot. And guess what? He's you're going to be on the move in the NFL draft. I'm 99.9% positive of that. So you're going to be you're going to have more assets coming back your way. And you'll I understand, yes, not having pick 33 still hurts. But if Claypool works at I, I'll this is what I'll say. You go yeah. out and you make a move for a DeAndre Hopkins. What are the Rams doing? Now they're saying that McVay is no lock to be back. He may be He's, going. If they start um, to rebuild, then, well, okay, so now Cooper Cup becomes available. Who knows? You start to make those moves and you add, let's just say, a DeAndre Hopkins or a Cooper Cup with Claypool, with Darnell Mooney. Things, things change fast in the NFL. Yeah, they, that's why I'm with you 100%. I, I would never I, – at the time, I thought completely the right move, and I think you have to be patient with Claypool. Because, do A, too. he doesn't know the offense, and you could see maybe intellectually he struggles with offensive, the offensive coordinator's offense, whatever it is, whether it be route reading and changing mid, you know, play, whatever it is, he clearly is behind. So a, a season, an offseason, is going to help this guy. And I believe at 6'4", 228, with that kind, I mean, you saw it today. He out, and he's he twenty four. That DB, he's, and he's twenty four years old. He's Still. wide open, and it's grossly underthrown and behind him. It's like so, and we've seen him, and that's the indictment I have on Getzy of what not using him 
correctly, not using him. So, well, and and I guess my rebuttal to that would be he's shown on the field so far he doesn't know where he is to be to be lined up. So maybe that's why they weren't using him correct. They were using him the way that warranted what he's been showing in the classroom and stuff like that. Yes, that comes down Just to coaching too. One fades. Yeah. No, I, I you know what I'm saying. I get it, but I, I'm not writing with him. No, Let's, I'm just I'm just being honest. If the Bears had one second rounder, I would have not. I'm talking about me myself. I would have not made the the, the Claypool trade with one. The mm-hmm. second second rounder opened up the doors to that for me. I talked about it the day they made the trade when we talked about it. It is what it is. But I, am I writing this kid off? Absolutely not. I'm 24 years old. There's still a lot of upside there. He's never had an offseason in the Bears program. He's never had an offseason with Justin Fields. I think they've you already him said in they're going to get together, right? Oh, yeah. They've made that known. So that's, that's a pot. That's another positive. Answer this question Do you believe you build through the draft or free agency? Yeah, that's <laughs> not even both. a question. Yeah, well, oh. you, you build through the draft. Ideally, you build through the draft and you supplement in free agency. That's where you want to get, and that's your basis of any team. Listen, the NFL. Another thing that another thing like that people, it was back. You build forget, through the draft. People that's forget it. about. They'll look back at the draft and to a person, they'll say, "Well, yeah, Gordon had his bumps. Brisker had his. You know, they're going. Nobody's talking about Jack Sanborn. Nobody's talking about Blackwell, who they poached off a roster as an undrafted free agent. Nobody's talking about Jalen Jones." UDFA guys are parts of rookie classes that you have to take into consideration. They're a huge part of any team moving forward. UDFAs. Yeah. That's a big, big, big part of it. So that, and again, it's, it's, you have to, you're giving yourself more chances at the upper crust talent in by securing the number one overall pick. But again, it doesn't mean that, that's all they need to do. And quite honestly, I can remember a point when the Bears drafted Kevin White. Probably 90% of people said, we have our wide receiver one for the next 10 years. It's solidified. Write him in pen. Over. And it didn't even get us through rookie minicamp. I'm going to need some more than that, Omar. I know it's yeah. we've been talking about trading. Oh, but I'm going to need, I'm gonna need no. a lot more than that, Omar. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Got to have more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I do. Oh, like unless Laramie he's talking Tunstall. to the number two. Unless he's, he's talking, talking to the number two overall. First. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what he's talking. Oh. Yeah. No, so you you're move still getting up. Yeah. Tunsil, you're first and a second. Then, yeah. Because now we're moving down. You're picking up a left tackle. You're getting the second pick, which you probably might move again. So I would take that trade if you threw in a second. Because I now I got, I know I got. A pillar piece on my left side. That offensive line needs is like the swan. It needs a total extreme makeover. It is terrible. Terrible. And this is where we're going to see free agency. I think, just to answer him, I think you have to approach free agency with a rigor. And just... I'm going to be maniacal in finding these players so you can make your draft just be how you want it to be because you know you got a solid, you have, you're going to spend money. 
you got to spend money to make money. And that's what's going to have to happen. And the whole coaching stuff, we'll see next year. All I'm saying, I'm not saying ever fire Na uh, Nagy, fire Eberflus right now. Just saying these things call, give me pause. They keep me up at night. Then I'm watching the tape and it's terrible on top. It just, it does. So let's see how they handle it. And the GM as well. It's his first time doing it. I think you said something that's very critical in this GM. You could see he has, a, he gets anxious. Well, that's, that's be, just, that's, fucking, that's a feel. I, I don't want to say that he's anxious, Phil, because he, listen, he seems again, and I'll have a, I'll have a rebuttal to that. He seems very quiet, very reserved. When I hear him talk, he's a lot like me. It's not, you're, you're parsing every, it seems like he's thinking about every single word that comes out of his mouth. Whereas Ian Cunningham's kind of sitting back. He's got the, he's got his cap on and it's, you know, cocked off to the side and locked and he's a little more chill that way. But my rebuttal to that is, and this is what I've really learned myself by watching him and, and looking back at what he's done. I think it takes some pretty big balls to have your first move be trading Khalil Mack. I think it takes pretty big balls. Your first move in free agency is going out and going after Ogan Joby, getting him on premises and being like, nope, you're not signing that. This physical, I think it takes pretty big balls to trade Roquan Smith. I think it takes pretty big balls to trade Robert Quinn, pretty big balls to make the trade for, for Claypool. So he's shown you that he's willing, but I get your point. And I agree when he's in that public setting, I just don't think he's 100% comfortable with that yet. I just need to be sold on the fact that he's doing everything behind the scenes. I want him just as much to be a dog like Justin Fields. I want him to turn over every single rock. You have the stick up top now, Ryan Poles, and you better fucking swing it. You don't want to meet my requirements. What I want, I'm going on to next. Don't bother calling me back unless you're ready to meet what I require for this pick. That's the way that you have to handle it. You have to be, oh, you want to try to lowball me? Click. Boom. See ya. Mm -hmm. Houston, you don't want your quarterback? Guess what? Houston, you got a puck. You got a problem, right? Just like they said, I'm going to be on to Indy. I'll give a team in your division. They're going to come and meet my requirements. And I'm going to get Buckner in the deal and future assets or I mean, I doubt they're going to trade Quentin Nelson, who's been up and down this year, obviously. But I'm just saying names. You have to be a fucking dog at GM. Hopefully also, he finds some dogs. That's yeah. really my assessment of this team is finding the dogs. Guys that you want to build the culture that you're building or whatever it is you're building right now in your building. You could say whatever it is you want right now because nobody knows. You could, like I said the last yeah. time, the prom or eighth grade dance. Some people will be on this side of this, the gym. The other will be over here. I'm just standing there in the middle. And every Bears fan has the right to do that. Like, okay, now fucking prove it. Show me. Because I'm, I don't care. I have been abused by the Chicago Bears. They have been let down after let down from draft day. When you took fucking Mitch Trubisky's ass 
instead of getting Watson or Mahomes at the time. Abused. Fucking Shaheen instead of Kittle. Things that we've seen this franchise do. It's it's difficult. And nobody's going to give you real passion and and analysis like we do. I know that because That's, I'm not changing my and, stance for anybody. But Phil address it. You and I can go back and forth head to head and I'm sure we have DMs now from people who say, hey, you you cool with Phil? Yeah, we're we're very they're, cool. They're fine. Yeah. It's there's <laughs> never yeah, we this was the worst season for us debating because it's a three win season. What was their final record? Three Fucking 14. Yep. No coach, no GM should be happy with that. And on Tuesday, when they have their presser, unfortunately, they're doing it at 10.30 in the fucking morning, which is 11.30 our time. Shane and I will be working. However, that even Tuesday evening, we'll do a live pop-up show with our and patrons. replay the pressers to analyze that together. Get down to that link at the bottom of your screen if you want to participate in that sign up. It's yes. seven bucks. I don't care how many people watch it live. <laughs> Just go there, the tape never lies.com. We'll be there live breaking down that presser later in the evening. I might not watch it. No, I'll have to watch it. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's much. That's <laughs> much. It's, that's too, much. it's like a fucking but, cheesecake on the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, we we had said it was going to be a little bit of a condensed. I know we're getting I'm I'm getting up against the clock here myself. Um, I think hey, this was a little bit different approach. There was no rant. There was no welcome. There was a lot of craziness, a lot of screaming. And the end of the day, if you just wipe everything clean and understand that there's positives involved, there's negatives involved. Phil's not going to be pissed because I said positives before the negatives. There we get it. There's both of them. The Bears have the number one pick, and that gives the Chicago Bears at least a chance. The they best hold chance all the power. Possible. Yes. Yeah. They're so Angelo Joe Marino the at fucking Wednesday. Angelo. Yeah, he's if got ever there's an opportunity <laughs> Hooters, for Hooters. A, the hard knocks HBO series on yeah. the Bears. So we can see how Eberflus talks to the fucking locker room. And how polls handles this. If there ever was it, the first overall pick, not since 1947, HBO. Think about this. The No, no, movies. we're very economical, my family. <laughs> Bratcher missed that draft, too. He is working. Poor fucker. <laughs> 47 draft. Exactly. He missed the, he missed they the hold the power. Pick. So now they're going to define their culture. How do they handle free agency? All of that is where we're at and i'll just say this for my final take and then you could wrap up i'll just talk to you the fans i'm tired this would be my rant today i'm tired of losing i'm tired of seeing positive and losing i'm tired of going down the street watching a soccer game and everybody getting a prize when they go home even the kids that showed up one time to practice tired but when it comes to the week end the weekend, the very end, the Sunday, God's day, whatever you believe in. For me, it's always been about the Chicago Bears. I plan my life around this. I plan my life around these Bears. So for them to continue to be a letdown, a joke, a travesty, 
an afterthought, questioning the integrity of fucking Justin Fields' toughness and can he throw the ball all the way down? You become this mystery, a hard knock, if you will. I've had the hard knock life of cheering for this team in New England's backyard where they win championships and dynasties. We have the Super Bowl shuffle. I'm tired of it. If I see something that is upsetting me, it's positivity and losing. Tanking, list them all. All of it. Ted Phillips still having a fucking job. Virginia, all of this bureaucracy of the Bears. Now, I say this because you look at number three in Buffalo, getting off the ventilator, talking and communicating where we didn't know whether or not he was going to How about the way they started that fucking game for that kid? Oh, man. Unreal. Right? The way they start that game. I'm trying to get rid of this negativity and put positivity on the Bears. If I'm your worst critic like Ian Cunningham, we want the criticism. He said it right to me in Dallas. Kid you not. Good. It's got to be better than this, Ian, Ryan. I'm tired of the hard knock life. That's my rant, Shay. Yeah. And this is what I would say, and I'll I'll take a little bit different approach than Phil. I think it's uncharted territory for a lot of reasons. In our lifetimes, we've never had the number one pick heading into the offseason with a full chest of money to openly spend as they deem necessary. Yes, hopefully they can make the right moves there. We've also never had who I look at as an alpha at quarterback moving forward. Yes, there's warts, but I believe that Justin Fields is the guy. So to me, that's three things that are huge. And yes, there's also this other thing that's very big. And it's been way too long, and it's been something that we have been screaming for for a long, long time. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch is dead. And that is we're moving into an offseason with the number one draft pick, a full chest of money, an alpha at quarterback, uh. GM that has put us into this position, yes, with warts, with Eberflus moving forward, and the team president is going to be gone in a couple of more weeks. So that is, to me, probably the biggest overall positive. It seems like Kevin Warren is the leader in the clubhouse to become the next team president of the Chicago Bears. And one other thing, it seems like they've been making this shift. We're seeing a little bit more access behind the scenes to fans, showing them scouting traits, scouting videos to get them more involved, something else we've been screaming for. They have a new direction. Arlington Heights is in our future. That is a big part of it. Another thing that we've been screaming for, for the Bears to modernize, to take the next step into this century that they've been lacking forever. So I think... Maybe not on the field right now, but off of it, there's a lot of positives to, from my vantage point. And number one, you have the team president that everybody wants gone, is going to be gone, bring in the new guy. But number one, even above that and above the number one overall pick is I feel the Chicago Bears have an alpha at the quarterback position. And that is something that 
anybody as a Chicago Bears fan hasn't really experienced enough and with a skill set that this kid has. And I, and I believe in him moving forward. Now the work starts. It starts for Justin, Chase Claypool, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Ian Cunningham, if Kevin Warren is the team president, George McCaskey, everybody. It's time to uh, fill up the lunch pails, put the hard hats on, and get to fucking work. And we're going to have it all covered here at TTNL. Let me address Ralph because he's making me fucking barf. I have never been a negative Nancy. I've just broke it down from the heart. So if you took that away from it, you're a fucking bullshitting fraud. Well, because Ralph, Ralph is the, the that's just the contrarian. Ridiculous. I'm yeah, never a contrarian. I'm just a truth teller. And I'm telling you my truth. And that's really where we're going to end. Because we'll be continuing to break this freaking t- team down like nobody else. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I take offense. I, I've never once told Shane, hey, I'm going to go the opposite way of you. And let me tell you, the old network wanted us to do that shit. If I fucking have a stance, I've never spoken about it with Shane unless we talked. And we're like, yeah, I agree too. And it's crazy. Sometimes I'll be like, I love this player. And motherfucker, I was going to. It's the same thing here. Always going to keep it 100 Never going to take a contrary. I don't have no fucking narrative other than my truth and my concern. And that'll always be here. Every time I step to the podium, it's it's not okay. I don't want to be negative. Trust me, I'm tired of the Bears. But this is the opportunity. If ever there was a positive in le- losing, you want to hear positivity, Ralph Barf, you fuck? If ever there was a positivity in losing, you got control of the board. This is something uncharted for the Chicago Bears because 19 fucking 47 doesn't fucking count. Fucking Virginia was what, 12? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's making Phil, me. Phil, not great at math, but we, 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 we a good we, number. That's we do it. have some little bit of breaking news that we do need to address real quick. Breaking news. The Saint Never Lies Network. Breaking news. Ivan Vargas. We have to get an update. Fuck happened to the mustache, bro, before we let everybody go. Uh, I just thought I'd start the new year clean but i'm I'm already having separation anxiety so like in a week i'll, I'll start i'll start it back up again. recognize <laughs> a week that shit will be grown by tomorrow at noon <laughs> it's like the fucking santa <laughs> all right let's let's get out of here wait real quick yeah. this week we got the great adam rank coming on the show with us on keeping it 100 on Wednesday night to talk about what polls Eberflus and what the season was. I want to shout out George M and his beautiful wife, who patron Tom Boson put out there. He was able to go to the game. They gave them their tickets. Hopefully, they got to enjoy. Look at all the well, people that were there to watch the Bears secure that number one. Nice. Day. I know. It's, it's pretty impressive, to be honest. Then tomorrow night, Shane. The national championship. Me oh. and your boy and some surprise guests. Maybe Shane will make an appearance. 
Uh, Ivan, don't forget to send Coach me that thumbnail so I can. I'm gonna work on it. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Super 16, the the bowl show, as we break down me and Chris pregame and then postgame, like BHL, we'll be live breaking down what. What have we always said here? This is the perfect the clip. Tape never lies. Time. This is what we've said. Let's roll this. There's hope, guys. There's hope. I hope there's got the right people. I hope that is hope. (laughs) That's going to be the quote, the name of this show, Shane. I hope there's (laughs) hope. hope. I hope there's hope. I hope that there's hope. Okay. There it is. Have hope. (laughs) There it is. There it is. And what it'll be, what, how many months until football? Starts up again. Way too long. Well, according to your math, that'll be about 147 months from now. We'll be back. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's get out of here. We love you guys. TTNL will be back at it tomorrow night. Listen, Super- we had a great season. Oh, Beat Bears Hour Live, the best Bears post game show on the planet. Oh, sign I hope up, you guys it. loved it. Please go over there if you really want some in depth draft and Bears free agency coverage. See, I say both because they're both pillar to the success of the Chicago Bears moving forward. Go to the tapeneverlies.com. Get everything taken care of there. Become a patron. Let us know. We saw a lot of secret societal stuff like the fucking national treasure. <laughs> We're going to find a map for the Bears to go from worst to first because we technically are worst, right? Yes. We're the separated worst team by, in the league. Separated by a tie. <laughs> separated. <laughs> Jerry and George in a race. If if there's any, I know it means nothing, but a three-win what? team last year just won their division and are going to the playoffs. So That's it's, it not, it's, it's not out of the It yeah, happens the every year since, I think one year it didn't happen out of 50, that a team went from worst in their division to first in their division. It happens. literally happened consistently every year in the and NFL. It happens. It's crazy. You always have a chance when you have a quarterback. So I'd remember that moving forward too. There we go. Justin Fields is your quarterback. The Bears presser will be live on Patreon. All of that stuff. Adam Rank Wednesday night. Zorich. All of it. We'll see you guys for the smartest man and the super producer, Ivan. I'm your guy. Draft Dr. Phil. Bears Hour Live will be back in the fall. I can't believe it's been 17 weeks. She's coming back. Yes, we are. (laughs) Thank you for watching Bears Hour Live, the best post-Bears game show on the planet. On the tape, Never Lies Network. to take over the north and never give it back.